Hey everyone, I'm Gabe. And I'm Robert. And welcome back to Social's Lifestyle Podcast, episode six. We got our man Robert welcoming him back from China. Man. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think you've been gone for what, three weeks or a month or three, how long? Three weeks. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be a month, but I actually ended up coming back um, a week early just to take care of some other stuff. And um, there's actually a big old holiday in China right now. Oh, really? um, yeah, it was their their like their Independence Day, basically. Oh, okay. Um, so that's awesome. yeah, so that's like a big, big old holiday, and so uh, it didn't work out for like the timing or whatever. Like everybody would be traveling on holiday and that kind of stuff for the last week that I'd be there. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'll just rebook my flight, come back earlier, and then I can get to work here with everything that I need to be doing, and I can hop on a podcast earlier. And that's good just do some other stuff as well so that's good well i'm glad you're back and uh, for those of you that don't know us we are advocates of the cannabis community educating and informing users and non-users alike and uh, normal normalization comes through conversations so we ask that you join us every wednesday we release our audios on spotify apple Podcasts, and anchor and the following friday we'll release the video on youtube and the WeTube. And, and we actually just got onto Google Podcasts. Oh, yeah, right? we did. So, yeah, that's right. You just mentioned that, man. That's, we're on the come up, man. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> I'm just so excited, man. It's just It's been a great time. You were up in China, and I was actually um, working, like I said in the last episode or a couple episodes back, I work in the cannabis industry now, and uh, I was up in NorCal, anywhere from like Sacramento, San Francisco, San Jose, Salinas, um, UC Santa Cruz area, or Santa Cruz, all that mm-hmm. whole area. Um, I was up and down NorCal just doing all sorts of stuff like PADs, all sorts of things. It was just amazing. But man, I'm just so glad to be back in SoCal, you know, back on the the podcast. We have so much to talk about. There's been a lot of interesting news in California. When I was up there in NorCal, I heard about um, California potentially doing a vape ban. And I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but that has been going around. And that's like the hot news right now. And we really want to touch on that. As, and as well as the fake cards and also the Safe Banking Act. That's another thing that has been passed, and we should really talk about that as well. But first, let's get started with the vape bans. I know I, we talked, I told you to look up some research on that. What were mm-hmm. we able to find? Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of crazy how fast that um, legislators are just jumping on this, like, okay, let's we got to ban flavored vapes. We just got to ban vapes entirely um, without having any like real research behind the decisions that they're making. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I think that that was like the most common thread out of everything was just, okay, people are getting sick or people are dying from, from vaping mm-hmm. and, these lungs. and we don't know why, but we just have to like find a scapegoat for something that was like out of everything I was reading. That was like the biggest thing that I was getting. I see. Um, so you see like New York, uh, banned flavored vapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington D.C. I think is looking at stuff, and then you have California. I believe Michigan. Also Washington, Michigan. Vapes. Um, I don't know if they did yet or they're just looking into it, mm-hmm. but they're heavily considering it. Um, mm-hmm. banning uh specifically flavored vapes, if not just vapes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, THC. Um, included as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So let's see what we got going on here. And to be clear, like vapes were like e-cigs fall in that category, um, any just vaping in general and also TSC products. And the, the problem is like, like I read an article 
um, I believe it was on Vox or something else, they mm-hmm. said that 77% of the cases in which these lung injuries and diseases are coming from are coming from the illicit fake carts, the black market carts. You know, and um, that's sort of, I can understand why that's being umbrellaed as far as banning vapes. But at the same time, if you really think about it, wouldn't banning the flavored, the vapes on the cannabis industry uh, increase or improve, enhance the black market, right? Yeah, uh, 100%. I, I found uh, the statistic that you were referring to. Yeah. And this is from, uh, well, I found it on the Wall Street Journal. Um the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, so the, the CDC, mm-hmm. said that 76.9, 77% of patients studied um, had used products containing THC um, and the month, the month preceding the onset of the symptoms. And more than half the patients reported using nicotine-containing products, while 36% said they only used products with THC and 16% reported exclusive use of nicotine-containing products. So, so realistically, 36% were the ones strictly using THC um, carts. Yeah, and so it's a mix of THC, nicotine, or both. Um, and the only like common thread that we're seeing here is that it's, it's just vapes. It's not necessarily flavored. It's not necessarily THC. It's not necessarily nicotine. And the CDC themselves have said that they don't know what's actually causing mm-hmm. the illnesses. Um, it's, I think, fairly safe to say that it's the black market that's <laughs> causing it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that the CDC would know that it's coming from, like, non-FDA-approved mm-hmm. products. I mean, if we have, like, products like Juul, right, they're FDA-approved. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get fake carts that then work with Juul. I, I, yeah. Or I don't know. Like, I don't really know like the, the terminology. The jewel pods, I think. Yeah. I'm or the sure. pods are. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The things like, actually go in. Yeah, the pods are the little things that go in the batteries. Yeah. So, um, but you know, you can buy stuff online. You can buy stuff at uh, you know unregulated shops or whatever that then fit with these, and they're cheaper than the regulated ones. But there's a reason why they're cheaper yeah, than the regulated you, ones. Exactly, because you're putting yourself at high risk, and that's why. You know, on the legal side of the market, the white market is there. The vapes are there because everything has been lab tested for the pesticides and those those um molds, the molds and and every all the bad chemicals that are in that are found in the black market. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why the white market exists. It's so that we can provide high quality products that are healthy for you, and so that way you can live the healthy cannabis lifestyle. But mm-hmm. if you're going to ban all vapes, you're taking away that that whole market. Yeah, and now. Look, think, when I think about normalization, and that's what we advocate, right? Think of who it's, who it's going to affect. When you take away vaping, some of the, most of the people who really affect stigmas, I think, are cannabis moms. Cannabis moms, and um, they love pens. I mean, I love pens too, but it, think about it. As a woman, as a mother, and we have Paloma on a couple episodes ever. She said she's mm-hmm. a woman and a mother, so she hits a pen because it's a lot more discreet. You don't smell like cannabis. So it's very, very productive. It's very beneficial as far as um, breaking the stigma and being discreet, but when you take that away, now what? What? How are we? What are we left with? Dabs and back to flower mm-hmm. and edibles. Yeah, That's pretty much and tinctures and then TAC pills. But like, I just there's something about pens, man. I just I felt like that was the forefront of innovation, and it really felt like it's ahead, not ahead of its time, but 
tech, the technology in pens, the C cell batteries, the dart pods, like there's just so many different pen styles that are good for you and that are working on like helping the the cannabis industry and the community. But when you take that away, it's just a huge step back, you mm-hmm. know. And then especially when things are going right, we have the Safe Banking Act that's doing well and that's getting, you know, we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is like we're we're it's a slow grind in cannabis and this is just a huge step back and it's just it's really affecting us and I'm very nervous about this. Like, yeah, and I think it goes back to that knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, we've had uh, fourteen people die. I think it is now. Mm-hmm. Two in um, California. I know two in California for sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, but I think yeah, lots of people are getting sick off of it, mm-hmm. and then we've actually had deaths from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's legislators saying like. Well, we don't know what the issue is. The CDC doesn't know what the issue is. So we're just going to get rid of everything. Yeah. And I want, honestly, I'm, I want to ask myself why. Why don't they know? And one of the reasons why I think is because it's not descheduled. It, mm-hmm. We don't have, we don't, since it's a schedule one drug, we cannot do enough research on it. We need to knock it down to a schedule two or three. So then um, research institutions can do more research on it, figure out what's in these, in these uh, vape pens and get to the bottom of it. Well, even it's not it's not even just we need to research to figure out what's in these things it's we just need to legalize uh you know deschedule legalize and then regulate mm-hmm. what's in it that's it's true not, okay mm-hmm. let's go and like let's see what's on the market right now and figure out what's in it that's let's true. just say you can only put these specific things in it and we're going to be lab testing and we're going to be spot checking and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you're not putting uh vitamin e acetate in right pesticides mold all that kind of stuff and then that's what's going to protect people from getting sick or dying from this kind of stuff i see it's not it's not like it's not just research it's it's regulating more and just getting on top of that yeah it's it's knowledge is power right yeah (laughs) exactly if we if we can research and we understand what works and what doesn't what's safer versus uh, you know higher risk products then we can regulate and then hopefully shrink down the black market so that we have a safer industry and market for people to go and choose. If we eliminate the white market, that only strengthens the black market, does not give people a safe alternative. It adds more danger to it because yeah. now all the carts are, even the legal brands now, like think about it, what are they going to do with all those carts? Like how, like every, when I'm when I'm working in the industry, I see carts are made every single day. We're talking right now, there's probably like 10,000 vape cartridges being manufactured right now. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, so what I'm trying to say is like, it's not gonna stop. This cannabis grind doesn't stop. So when you ban all vapes, where what's gonna happen with the that the all the vapes that are out there in the shops right now? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, are they yeah. just gonna confiscate them all, or like they're gonna recall them? Like, what are you gonna go back to the black market? Like, what's yeah. gonna happen? You know, because yeah, people I mean, got to make money, man. At the end of the day, it's just so. Then you, that's why I'm saying it's gonna feed the black market more. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, and then now you're putting more danger because you can't tell anymore what's the difference between the legal. And the illegal ones, because it's all mm-hmm. in the same market now. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like I said, it's a step back. It's just really, oh man, it's just all bad news. Well, and there's and there's ripples to it too. Exactly. Because what what you just said, that there's now a product that you know inventory that there's money in that inventory that investors have put in, right? That then you sell for a profit, and then hopefully eventually the investors get their money back. Everybody makes money. Everybody's happy and all that kind of stuff, right? With the instability of the cannabis market, you know, are we going to be able to uh, 
um, you know, move product across state lines at any point in time? Are we able to, uh, you know, rely on the government to keep things legal? Are they going to say, yeah, you can do it. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, see. Like, psych, right? Yeah. Like with that kind of instability, who, what investor is going to put hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into it to help advance the industry, nope. to make better products, exactly. to, um, you know, push education and stuff like that? Who wants to invest in something that is so unstable, right? Like, and then it's that, and then that ripples. So it's it's gonna affect everybody, and it's not only is it gonna affect the vaping market, it's gonna affect the edible market, it's gonna affect pre rolls, it's gonna affect flour, it's gonna affect concentrates heavily, because all those vape cartridges are gonna go into concentrates. You know, if that if this is to if this is to go by, let's hope and pray it doesn't. You know, but like I say, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, and this mm-hmm. is us preparing, seeing what could happen, what are the potential effects, because this affects all cannabis, it affects the community and the industry mm-hmm. when you take away this huge market because it helps like i said it helps normalize destigmatize but when you take that away it's just like we're back to square one yeah like almost like yeah and just... then it sets the precedent too mm-hmm. whereas as soon as there's an issue i mean this is it with black market stuff this isn't even the the white That's market what, this isn't see? the legal stuff mm-hmm. but as soon as there's any kind of issue that points to a particular area of cannabis or nicotine or whatever it is vaping as soon as there's an issue Get rid of it. So my question: Why is that? Why is yeah. that the the reaction? Get rid of it. That's true. Why? Because is that? okay, so uh, if we're not regulating edibles, and then people are buying stuff from China or online or you know these illegal places, and then oh, it just so happens that there's poison in them, and people get sick, hospitalized, die from it, and then you say, all right, well the precedent's been set with vapes, just ban it, and then that only strengthens the black market again. Yeah. It just doesn't. Who make wins sense. in that situation? You know, it's yeah, upsetting. <laughs> it is, man. Like it's just we get the short end of the stick, and I just don't understand how the legal market, when there's no research showing that the legal vape pens are causing any harm to anybody, I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? Like you said, it leads back to the fake cards. But where's the research in the legal cards doing harm to people? I don't see it. And if mm-hmm. if there is there, then I want to see it because then. That might be a difference. Then, you know, we can't tell the difference between the legal and the, and the illegal. But that's why the legal market's here. And I'm going to stand by that. Like, we know that the legal market, every all those lab test companies, Canisafe, Belcosta Labs, they're there. They're created for a reason, to test these products and make sure that the what we're consuming is good for us and it's not going to cause harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think a lot of the reason why people go to the black market especially for like vaping stuff is because of the price mm-hmm. or it's kids that can't buy at reputable or legal shops. So they just go online. They buy something from Canada that was made who knows where. That's true. And then, you know, or. But what about even, even the brands, even the people who are trying to get into vaping or people, that, the people who are trying to make cartridges and make their, build their own brand. They have to start somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. not all of that starts legal. I mean, think of us. Like when we started with pre rolls, wasn't necessarily like on the like we, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> that, was, that was not legal. <laughs> no, yeah. But like we knew that we once we did our research and did our digging, we found out like where our niche was, mm-hmm. and we made our adjustments. Now I don't think every single person can make those adjustments as well. So like a lot of people who are starting right now, like imagine starting your brand and you just invested like. 
millions of dollars into this or maybe even like tens tens of, tens of thousands of dollars and you see this pop up dude like that's just crazy i, I would be so like nervous yeah I, it's just man good thing we're in content <laughs> <laughs> but man it's just um i just hope that this doesn't pull through i'm gonna do some more digging and see what's gonna ha- keep going but the good thing the only bright side about over the weekend was the safe banking act you know it's being passed mm-hmm. to the house of uh, it got passed to the house of reps but now it's got to go to the senate and that's where most bills sort of they tend to go past the house of reps and then they go to the senate and it just sort of mm-hmm. trickles down yeah yeah so uh if you guys don't know what the safe banking act is um i want to find the actual it's on a uh, congress.gov that's where i looked it up on my phone actually um it's, it's called the Secure and Fair Enforcement or Safe Banking Act, which is passed by the Democratic-controlled House. Um, it's the first ever standalone cannabis legislation to be passed either by the, the full House or the Senate. And essentially, it makes um, it provides access to financial services for legal cannabis businesses. So if, you know, right now, a bank isn't going to give a loan or even allow somebody to have like a checking or savings account if it's linked to a cannabis business because it's illegal federally, mm-hmm. right? So this the Safe Banking Act is hopefully going to allow banks to to either loan or provide accounts for uh, the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. and then that's going to make things a lot safer as far as like just carrying large amounts of cash yeah. or concern. I mean, you have you have a job in the industry. I'm sure that you see like mm-hmm. that there's just a lot of cash involved, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And that's why that's why one of the potential dangers of the legal market is the fact that you're you are de- dealing with cash. It's a cash industry, so there are people who are out there knowing that information, and and you know they have what would I say, like mischievous strategies towards that. So mm. basically, so people are out to get that. Once you know, it makes it a high risk and a high dangerous, like highly dangerous um, yeah. job. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like, it gets pretty risky, but that safe banking act will help a lot because right now they're like credit card companies don't even want, like you said, it goes back to that. I've heard of examples where credit card companies don't want to give access or give give help to cannabis companies who are just trying to open accounts mm-hmm. just so that way like the people don't have to deal with cash yeah you know so that helps out a lot i just one of my concerns is like the loan part because the the banking accounts that helps out a lot because then you could just deposit it you know what i mean but the loans like were like it's hard because now it's going to come back on credit it's going to come back like you know the social equity thing about mm-hmm. how if you if you're a criminal stuff like that um, if you have a previous cannabis conviction, you can get, um, I think, fifty-one percent, or you get a, you can get a license and up to fifty-one percent ownership of a brand. And these these are only in certain states, though, right? In certain cities, certain cities. Equity, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say the the safe banking law gets passed, and then you can do that. You can get a loan mm-hmm. if that person gets a business license, but yet they try to get a loan. Do you have to go through your credit? You have to go through a background screen. Like, would that then affect it? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, because of your previous because you have previous convictions uh um yeah but i think that i mean depending i don't know it's hard to say it's actually hard. um because well hopefully it's expunged like the records are expunged, well yeah i mean and then that in would a help. perfect world that we would, get rid, just get rid of that saying. kind of stuff and then um and then have that access for for people that are trying to start their businesses mm-hmm. um 
But I mean, if you look at, I mean, I've gotten loans for, for business before and a lot of it, I mean, I don't have any convictions for anything and my, my credit's good and whatnot. So, um, it's hard for me to really say like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's fine. But, you know, I also like don't have anything that's really like working against me. Um, so that's really interesting. Right. <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't thought about that, but it would, um, even if you don't have, even if, um, well, like say just beside that point, because mm. I mean, we haven't really done the research to know that's for true. sure. But um, beside that point, if, some, like if we wanted to go to go in and start something, right? Like when we started with the pre-rolls, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, yeah, like we can totally do this and we'll just like start small and then build up. Well, if we have proof, proof of concept and things are working and all that kind of stuff, and then if, if we've gone through all the legalization stuff and we have all that, then, all right, now it's time to scale. We need $100,000 worth of products so we can get into these shops that we have contracts with and, and all that right. kind of stuff with now, um, but we don't have the money for it. Well, where do we get the money now? We can go to family. We can go to friends. We can go to, um, you know, like private investors or angel investors, angel investors, stuff like that. But we can't go to and get like an SBA or a small business administration loan like any other business can. <laughs> you know, this is what we need it for. And this is, uh, you know, what our financial statements and whatnot. And this is how we're going to, you know, uh, invest the money. And this is how we're going to make the money back. And this is how we're going to pay it off. We have all that same stuff. It's just we can't because of the industry that we're in. I see. You know, if we were, um, and then and just not even like SBA loan, but just a business loan in general, I can go and say, I'm in e-commerce. I sell on Amazon. I sell, I do this and that. And here's my financial statements, all that stuff. And I, I can get a loan for plenty of money. Mm-hmm. And I can have the exact same setup, but in the cannabis industry, and then get denied for it because it's in the cannabis industry. Dang. So if something like this were to happen, then that gives the option to people that don't have the money to go and start these businesses That's or awesome. scale their businesses, build their businesses. Oh, yeah. um, it it commoditizes it a little bit more. Oh. So it's not just available to the 1% or the people that have yeah. hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to invest. It's okay. You know, We want to do this as a small business, as people that you know, are just out of college or something like that. It levels the playing field a little bit more. Hope, hopefully, and yeah. hopefully it gets passed. Hopefully it gets passed. Yeah, yeah, it would. Dang, hopefully it will. I mean, who knows? If that were to get passed, I mean, that would be great. But then, if the vaping ban gets passed, it would be. <laughs> I feel like it would just like cancel <laughs> One step each other forward, out, two man. Steps back. Like, yeah, it's just I just don't understand how it got to this point. I mean, yeah, I understand the black market, the fake hearts that cause issues and then also e-cigs are obviously are not healthy and cigarettes have always been vaping it's always been sort of unhealthy in a sense so now it's just like like back to what you're saying like them taking them just sort of cold cutting like cutting the cord and just be like that's it it's just they're uh, the legal vape uh the legal vape market is being umbrellaed into that whole Mm -hmm. area and it sucks but let's hope that this doesn't happen i mean let's just continue to advocate educate and inform our users and so hopefully they can spread that good word and that good knowledge elsewhere and you know maybe our politicians will get to see the the real information and not this misinformation that's going around yeah and people need to like reach out write to or call their congressmen or senators and say like i'm in support of uh you know cannabis business and the cannabis industry and legalizing 
And, you know, hopefully then, you yeah. know, it's that ripple effect. People need to advocate to their politicians so that then they can go and say, okay, yeah, the Safe Banking Act, that's something that my um, district, my area, my uh, people that I represent, that's something that they're for because they had all these people to reach out to them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, switching topics a little bit. I know that we're starting to wind down on time here, but uh, switching topics a little bit, something that I wanted to cover was this interesting um, video that I saw from uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, I lost the video now, but they're called Dash Vapes. Uh-huh. And they had an interesting um, theory. Um, I don't think that they were posing it as a theory, but... Um, it was like an idea. Or it was, like it was a, an idea. I, yeah. um, and I don't want to say like, oh, that they're right or they're wrong or anything but like this that. Is just... But this is... I'm, you were listening to the video too. It yeah. was a really interesting uh, point that they were making is that states get money from the, the, from big tobacco based on the amount of cigarettes that they sell. And with the amount of uh, the prevalence of vaping that's been growing, cigarette sales are going down. Vaping's yep. at an all-time high. Is... And then he's, he was saying, um, I think his name was Daniel from Dash Babes. He was saying with, with this kind of imbalance that's starting to happen, or at least uh, not an imbalance, but the tipping of the scales a little bit. Yeah. There's less money going to states from cigarette sales. If, if the states then ban vapes, then that'll increase cigarette sales again because people still are smoking. Yeah. Um, and then they don't have that alternative. So now they just go back to cigarettes. And then that money goes back goes to back the to the states. Mm-hmm. So the states now have a bit of an incentive to get rid of vapes so they can get more money. Right. They could classify vapes under tobacco, but I don't think that that could happen really. It's no. That, instead, you just eliminate the problem. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that, I mean, it's stuff. I mean, stuff to. It's interesting stuff to think about. You know, because yeah. I hadn't even considered something like that. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I've always told myself is you never know. Like you never know what the truth is and it, it's a it's a possibility. It's it definitely is an idea and it's something that could be could be accurate. It sounds plausible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it like plausible. it makes sense. It does make sense. Because, you know, that in that video he was saying for every like every cigarette that's being sold, it's like they spent they they would give a certain amount. I forgot what it was called, the MSA or something like that. The MSA, MSA. I forget the name of. Yeah, it was MSA, but I don't remember the. But it's basically like funded to help. It's it's basically money that goes to the state that is due to the production of cigarettes, mm-hmm. but they use it for they use like only three percent of it for what they're supposed to do, and they actually put it like back into the tobacco production. Yeah, yeah. The intention is is that the tobacco companies pay this for. Um, I think it's supposed to go towards like education and prevention of yeah. smoking cigarettes, smoking tobacco, using tobacco. Like the truth, the truth. Um, yeah. The whole truth ads and truth. all that. I remember seeing a lot of the, that stuff. The, that, you remember, uh, that orange, yeah. you know, campaign or not campaign, but that company truth, um, that they're orange and they talk about like, you know, being, being safe uh, and, you know, eliminating tobacco use, eliminating vaping and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're funded by that. Wow. And so if you go to the Truth website, there's a lot about uh, banning flavored vapes and banning vaping and all that kind of stuff and not that much about actual tobacco. Mm-hmm. So, y- And they talk about <laughs> youth. They, they try to specify the youth 
and yet they don't talk about alcohols in use or even just straight tobacco in use, tobacco use in, with mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. They strictly focus on the flavor base, which is sort of like that's that's what adds to the factor of this making it more plausible. You know, it's just like another yeah, another it's like a it's just like icing on the cake almost. But yeah, there, there you have it, man. That was just it was a lot. A lot's been going on over the last. This happened like over the last week, over the last three or five days. Like it's yeah, been really it been recent. That just shows that cannabis is so new, ever changing, and you know, it's sink or swim, man. It's just we just got to keep swimming and hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm still glad to be in this industry. I wouldn't be in any other industry, honestly. And I'm just happy to be here on this podcast. I'm glad you are back, man. We got <laughs> a lot of good things coming, man. We got Navette coming up in October. We got a lot. We still got to do all sorts of things, man. We got so much stuff in the works. Just stay tuned. We have a lot more podcast guests coming up. I'm not going to even drop the list, man. It's just, it's <laughs> going to be so amazing. But yes, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Please comment your concerns, questions, anything you like. We really want your input and we want to interact with you and get to know what you have to say because your voice means is helps our voice and we want to help advocate what you guys are feeling and what you guys feel because it really matters to us. Mm-hmm. So we really appreciate all of your work and thank you for all your support. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. I'm Gabe. I'm Robert. And yeah, I'll see you next time.